KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the American economy as we check in with economist David Fiorenza. Lots to talk about jobless claims, housing, and are brick and mortar banks going out of style? Let's get to it. So let's start as we often do with jobless claims. Uh, for the first time in a while, I think there's a, a number here that's had a, a significant movement. It went up to 286,000. The four-week moving average has gone up to 231,000. Are you concerned? Is this just maybe Omicron kind of rearing its head in the economy? Uh, what do you make of this? I, Matt, I'm glad we started with this. I think some of it is the peak of Omicron, but it's also the fact that when we said the continuing claims and we talked about the four-week moving average, it's still not that bad. It was probably last July that we had a big, huge jump, and this is still under 300,000. I will get concerned, and I will start <laughs> yelling and screaming if I see numbers over 300,000. I think we see some good activity in January, which is usually the month when a lot of things slow down, such as factories, all those kinds of things where people aren't buying as much. But we're seeing some good economic activity in the mid-Atlantic states. What are you seeing on the inflation front? It's something that seems to be front and center. The TV talking heads love to talk about it. What do you see as the trends? Which way are the arrows pointing right now? Well, the core inflation is high. Uh, if you take out the uh, food and energy because it's so volatile, it's a little bit less than 7%. I know wages have increased. I also know that the average hours worked has increased for people too, as well. Unemployment rate is still low at 3.9%. I think we're going to see inflation this year. I do want to see the Fed at least start increasing the interest rate once in the month of February. They're going to be meeting very soon again, and they're to meet about seven times this year. We talked about this the prior weeks, and there's going to be some increases, and that should help with inflation this year. We were talking uh, before we started uh, recording the podcast. You had some interesting information on the housing front. Oh, I'm really happy about that. And I mention this all the time, everywhere, everywhere I go, if I'm talking to people, even on the podcast, residential permits for people go to your local township or your county and pull a permit. They were up 9% from November. And usually the wintertime, things slow down. And I'm not talking about painting your house. You don't need a permit for that. But we're talking about people putting additions on homes, people gutting their bathrooms, their bedrooms, their kitchens, and putting on not just a $1,000 or $2,000 addition. We're talking $50,000, $100,000 from the numbers I'm seeing. And all this is a multiplier effect, Matt. Single family permits are up. Multifamily permits are up. Housing starts are up from, la from last year and the year before. That's a good thing. And the completion of housing is up. But when you have a someone coming to your home and they're going to gut out your, your kitchen and put in cabinets, new plumbing, you're affecting lots of industries. If you're building a new home or a new townhome or an apartment, that is the biggest multiplier effect because you're affecting everything from carpentry to uh, rugs to realtors to even the township receiving some extra revenue. And you're dealing with landscapers, people putting down the sod, people putting down the sidewalk. So it's a great thing to see this addition of permits being up, single family permits, housing starts up from the past few years. I'm really happy about this. Saw something I thought was interesting 
that I don't quite understand, and I'm hoping you can parse it out for me. Something the leading economic index was up 0.8% last month after being up 0.7% in November. What is the leading economic index, and why is this good news? Well, as the economists call it, oh, yes, the LEI. It's that a term where we're not sure what it is, what it includes, but let's delve into it. This leading economic indicator is just a portion of economic data. So it's taking a few things. Let's give some of the examples of what's included in the leading economic indicator. It's going to be such as consumer confidence, uh, jobless claims, and even though they were up, you see the confidence is still good. Average hours worked. Also, what they call the purchasing managers index, which I talked about earlier, where the mid-Atlantic factory activity is going up, and that's a good thing. So you have the producer price index, uh, even though prices are higher, you're going to see people buying things at Home Depot, Lowe's, places of that nature, which relates to the permits. And that's also part of the economic indicator. So it may not include GDP. It may not include some other things such as inflation, but it includes a lot of economic data that is really positive. The only negative one right now that is in that LEI is that initial jobless claims. But the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics and Economic Analysis doesn't see that as a big threat right now. The claims being around 285,000, which I still think, Matt, it's going to be adjusted downward. Something I saw that was interesting and I just wanted to discuss, not as a what does this mean for the economy, but just what I think it means to how life has changed in the U.S., about 3,000 bank branches closed last year. This is according to S&P Global Market Intelligence data. And I find that fascinating because I think it kind of shows on one hand how people banking has changed. They don't necessarily go down to their neighborhood branch every week. So much of it is done online, done from their phone. Do you think that's what this means or do you think there's more to it? That's the bulk of it, Matt. You're right. I think in the 1990s and 2000s, I believe when there was a lot of bank mergers, a lot of banks did oversupply themselves. There was a bank on every corner. In fact, four corners, you, instead of seeing four gas stations or three gas stations in a coffee shop, now, now you'd see three banks in a coffee shop. It was too many banks. It was too competitive. And you did see some increases in credit unions. So I looked into this this week and I just went on some of the websites. There's a lot of job openings in banks. They're having problem filling banking roles because if they almost cannibalize themselves, some of these banks. And let's get back to your point. You can bank online. I know a lot of younger people, half my age, who tell me they've never even visited a bank except maybe to open up an account. But not even that. You can open it up online. Then you have your credit card companies based in Delaware who are quasi-banks where you can have a savings account if you want. You can open up a certificate of deposit, a high-yield savings. You may never have to visit a bank again. And you're right. It, some of this is the online, and you're seeing it with other industries as well. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.